0: Hello, hockey fans, and welcome back once again to the best show in junior hockey. Any way you crunch the numbers, I mean, honestly, if you're crunching the numbers while doing crunches, you're probably in better shape than Dan and I are. We're going to spend some time here over the next couple of months trying to get back into playing shape, and by playing, we mean just literally being able to stand for a few hours at a time. And a man who's very good for standing in a few hours at a time, a man who is always moving, constantly moving, and sometimes taking phone calls with commissioners in a bathroom. It's Dan
1: Kay. Dan, welcome to the show. I'm excited to be here. I know you can't see me, but just audibly for you folks listening to the Most Watched Show on Junior Hockey, I am dressed like a Dickens character right now. I forgot my sleeping cap, um, but I did bring my cucumbers for my eyes on the drive home as Lucas rides us back in New Jersey. But I'm ready to go. I'm excited today, Lucas, because we talk about this word genuine all the time. It's my favorite word. It's my favorite word in this industry because it's a word that so many parents, so many families, so many fans are always so worried about. is Am I going to get a genuine experience? Am I investing in something that is good for me, good for my kid, good for my family? And we've got a gentleman here today who every time we talk with him, I am more and more excited to learn about what's going on in this incredible hockey town of Worcester, not Wooster Dan. I'm not ending Worcester. up on any more tabloids making fun of me for ruining people's town names. <laughs> we go to Mr. Marty Kerr. He will be with us today. He's going to be talking about the Worcester squad. He's going to be talking about the local community, the work he does, and I think the word genuine has never fit anyone. More than this man. Welcome in, Mr. Kirk.
2: Thank you, Dan. Thanks for the compliment. I really do
1: appreciate that. That genuine
2: is what I live by. <laughs> That's uh genuine and honest. That those are the only two things I can really give to
1: anyone. And, so And I'll tell you what, genuinely, some of the best unis in the biz, man. Oh guys doing apparel right wise We
2: we are the best looking I mean that I cannot take credit for that. As a matter of fact, I won't <laughs> take credit for anything. Um that is one hundred percent Jordan Romer, head coach GM. Um Jordan, you know, when when we when I, when I bought the team a year ago, um, you know, we inherited these older uniforms and they had the Notre Dame gold and all that and and, and you know, we kind of looked at it and we said Jordan comes from what we call the first generation Worcester Oilers back in the day when they uh were whatever renegade league they were in at the time. And, and, you know, then they, they moved to the league, which shall not be named. And then they came to USP, um, in the second generation. Right. And then I consider this the third generation, right? This is just an evolution. And, you know, what, what Jordan and I talked about was back in the day when, when Worcester last won a national championship. Um, one of the things had different uniforms, different logos. And so, I launched on an entire redesign as soon as we bought the team. And, and people have seen that. We have Ollie the Oiler on, on a lot of our apparel and stuff. And then we we redid we, we went back to the Crest logo, um, which kind of pulls in our whole youth and juniors experience and the community itself. And then we, we came up with that. That color scheme that just pops, don't, and
1: it's
3: built.
2: I, I I don't know if you've seen the gloves yet. Have you seen the gloves up close? No. Uh, I got to get you a pair after this. So the gloves, yeah. they're they're Warrior gloves, the Warrior Alpha gloves. So we have a deal with Warrior, mm-hmm. and they're that orange and blue, uh, that orange and royal blue color, right? Yeah. And then on the thumb, you have Ollie. It says "Woods for Oilers," mm-hmm. um, and then on the top, it says blue town. Right. Because back in the day and if you if you search on YouTube a little bit, the, the 10 years ago when they they won a championship, um, when, when Jordan Romer played, um, they were known it was known as the Town Beatdown, you know, or nice. the dirty woo. So we're kind of bringing the dirty woo back. Not not in a sense of like the dirty south or anything like <laughs> yes. that, but it's just that attitude, that grit, that grind. Like, that's what
3: we're looking to do.
1: I want to tell you, I know, again, the folks at home, sometimes audio doesn't get it through through this window. We're sitting in the scout room. At a showcase right now, your boys are warming up, and while you were talking about being nitty gritty, and the boys are cracking up out there as they're having a fake fight. And <laughs> one of the players had his sweatshirt over his head. The other guys are all cracking up and counting them out at the end of the battle. It's you can see. The family mentality, like, the, at, not just yeah. on the on the roster, but in the organization itself.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. You you show up at, at any one of our games, right? Worcester is a small community. Everyone always says, where's Worcester, Ohio? Right. And I'm like, OK, so you go Interstate 71 halfway between Cleveland and Columbus. You turn left or right, depending on whether you're coming from north or south. You're driving 15 minutes through cornfields. And then all of a sudden, a city of 30,000 people shows up. With a major university, an ice rink, which, you know, there aren't a lot of them in Ohio. Ohio's not really, Ohio's in its infancy with ice hockey and with ice culture. Um, and, and there's Worcester. And we've got this huge following and everything. And, and what we do is we take a family mentality to everything, a family approach. So you walk into the rink at Alice Noble. And guys, you've got to come one <laughs> time. I, I will treat you well. Yep. And, and you come because Worcester is my town. Right. I can either have you treated well or I can have you run out of <laughs> pitchforks. We've been out Choice. Town, We go to do <laughs> stuff at us at so, this point? So that, that being said, like you walk in, the first person you're going to see is my mother. My 75-year-old mother is there taking tickets. We do all of our tickets electronically. Then you're going to see my wife, right? My wife is a team mom. We all call her mama bear. Right. Um, she, she is, she, she gives the guys cookies every once in a while, like when we're having a break, when they're going home for the weekend or whatever. And it says, all the cookies will say, make good choices. <laughs> right. Um, and, and, and because these are our boys, these, these are, these are my sons, um, in a lot of ways. Right. And. Then you go, you go further in. You'll see my son, my fourteen-year-old son, who we call the assistant equipment manager, but really he's the equipment manager of the team. Yep. Um, he runs the sparks. He makes sure hockey TV set up. He's running left and right. He gets paid every game. Uh, the boys will tell you I fire him every three games. Um, and <laughs> <laughs> at, at so I do that the yeah. Lucas,
1: too. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely.
2: And he's a hockey player. And I'll tell you what, that kid at fourteen years old. From hanging around with junior hockey players. He's the scummiest, most foul mouthed, uh, bantam hockey player that the B leagues in Worcester, Ohio have ever seen. You know, but, and, and that's, that's our lives. That's what we do. Um, you have AJ Candle's parents. Um, AJ's dad is usually in the announcer's booth with me, um, running the score clock, doing the score sheets, um, setting up our intro and everything. Um, he actually helped build our locker room out. Um, his mom Kim is usually with my wife selling apparel. His sister is helps out with apparel. I mean, we we bring everyone together, and and that's the thing. It's one hundred percent family atmosphere in Worcester.
3: And now
1: this is an organization for the folks at home that, that went away, right? It went away. Yeah. And, and to have to replant this seed, not just in a player's mind for recruiting, but in an entire town's mind, right? To say, yeah. hey, this team is not. Failed, this team has and it's rebirth.
2: This team, not only has this team not failed, this team will not fail. Yeah. Right. I tell the boys this all the time though. Um, it's weird with the rise of Ted Lasso. A lot <laughs> of them are calling me Ted Lasso all the time because I'm full of all this redneck folksy wisdom. Right. <laughs> and and I tell them, you know, and, and you can say redneck folksy wisdom all you want, but I mean, I'm an attorney in my day to day life. You know, I'm highly educated, pretty well spoken. Um, but yeah, I'm kind of a redneck. I grew up on the wrong side of town. Um, and, and I tell the guys all the time, I'm like, failure is not an option. It's a requirement, right? You will fail fast. You will fail often. You fail forward. Right. And, and you are not judged as a person by how many times you failed. You're judged by how you react to failure. Right. So, and that's where, you know, the team, the team folded for a year, right? They couldn't get players, whatever happened. Right. Walton Dev did everything they could, but they had their own lives going on right then. Um, and, and so we picked up the team. And the first thing we did was find a coach that believed in Worcester the way that we do. And that was Jordan Romer. Um, Jordan was a former uh, uh, Worcester Oiler. Um, He's from um, uh, Coburg, Canada, um, Coburg, Ontario. And um, he's a transplant there. Our assistant coach, Corey Burney, is from Port Hope, up the street. He was a Worcester Oiler. Um, and transplant it transplanted into the community yeah. um permanently right and we 've got a lot of guys like that from that team there 's four or five they 're at the games they 're working the penalty boxes they 're helping me out with security, all that stuff um so we 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 pull each other together, we help each other out with stuff they help you move like and and, and that 's the thing the the boys our whole thing is experience with the boys and and when we brought Jordan in, we said, we want you I told Jordan I want you to put together a team of Gritty hockey players that are going to bring back what Worcester was, right? We, we, I joke around the dirty woo in the woo town, but, um, the idea is we want guys that want to play hockey and put on a show for these people every night and, and really take it to the next level, right? Yeah. Whatever their level may be. USPHL is the best road to college hockey. I 100% agree with that. College is not for everyone, though. We've got guys there that they're working towards just figuring out what they want to do with the next step of their lives. And, yeah. and, and so my goal as an owner, I can't coach hockey. I I I can't even skate, guys. You know, um, I I can't. The boys keep trying to get me out there, and I'm like, no, I'm not doing it. Um, And and the thing is, is is that you know my my goal is to make these guys the best version of themselves. Whatever that next step is, I want to help them find it. And and you know, my hockey dream with them is, you know, one day we're all gonna one day we're all gonna be laying there in a casket, right? right? And my hockey dream is that there is a line around the block of former junior hockey players that are like, man, my life is better. I found my purpose because this guy existed. Right. That is a Testament that I think stands for everything. If
1: if the folks at home don't understand yet why we love this guy and (laughs) what he's doing. If if you didn't hear it right there, like that that brings a tear to my eye. Being in this business, like, you talk about failure, and I love yeah. how you talk about that. As someone who is successful, both in, in this business with the, with the Rusty Oilers and in, in your personal life, right? Education. You don't become an attorney by accident. You don't no. fall into that role. No. You work to get there. I mean, we, we, we try to hide ourselves so much from failure today. Yeah. Right? We try to give, everybody gets the participation trophy. Everybody, yeah. everybody thumbs up for the work you did. But you know, we look at when we get to the real world, and, and and I look at I'm somebody who I tout when I talk to, to colleges and things. They actually let me into colleges. Talk, yeah, incredible. But when I talk to colleges, I was I got seventy nos before I even got an interview yeah. for a job at a college trying to get into this sports industry. Yep. I didn't. I got to a point. I was applying for jobs. My favorite one was I got a rejection letter from a job I didn't remember applying to. And I looked at it and I said, this is worse. I wish you forgot about it. Yeah. And you sit in this and you all of a sudden you get sat into the chair in the real world and people haven't presented you with real world problems, right? Yep. Your participation trophy, you're, you're good enough, you're this. Well, guess what? Sometimes you might not be. Sometimes we need to get better. Sometimes we need to work towards that. And it's folks like yourself, it's coaches like Coach Roman who are understand that mentality yeah. and are preaching it. And it's so much better. These young men that come into this organization. If I'm a parent at home right now, I am jumping to the internet to find out more about this yeah.
2: organization. And, and, and that's the thing. Like I, I I tell people all the time. I don't beg players to play for me. Yeah. But once you come here, you're 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 going to put everything on the line. You're going to want to play. And mm-hmm. and you know the going back to the failure thing really quick. You know, there's a great line. You know, everybody wants to congratulate you on on being pregnant. Nobody knows how many times you've been screwed. Yeah. You know, and, and and it's very true with failure and everything, right? Um, I mean, people can look at me and say, oh, you're a successful guy. But nobody knows the road to get there, the scars that exist from that. And that's true with junior hockey. That's true with everything. And and we try to develop everyone in our organization to where they want to go. For instance, Connor Box. Right?
3: Yes. Play-by-play
2: guy. The best play-by-play guy in the USPHL under the age of 20. Right? <laughs> I mean, what other owner would... I, I got this random... So we were looking for a play-by-play guy. Mm-hmm. Um, We've gone through a few quote-unquote professionals. And wow. I mean, to the point where I, I had to have uncomfortable conversations that I haven't had to have in the business world. Okay? Mm-hmm. Um... Uh one of my one of my favorite lines from one of these guys was Colby Slate shoots a puck a puck last year. He's like, Oh, Slate, you gotta hit the net. <laughs> I'm like, I don't need my play-by-play guy talking chirping trash about the guys that are yeah, I don't need him chirping yeah. my kid that is paid to play here. Yep. Right? Or chirping any other team. Like that's not acceptable as owners, as as um, coaches, we are expected to be professionals, yeah. right? So I always work hard, like the, the other team. I always try to get names right, right? Um, these guys are paying to play. You give them the respect on the ice, right? The players can chirp each other. Player to player, I, I I'm encourage sorry. that 100%. It's hilarious. Um, you know, but, but like, once you're in the booth, once you're working, you know, it's all about professionalism and it's all about getting these kids the best experience. Same thing with Connor. I mean, he, this kid sends me a random message on Facebook. Hi, my name's Connor Boggs. I'm 15 years old and I really like hockey. I've never played it, but I'd love to be your play-by-play guy. And you know what? I was like, roll well, the dice. Yeah. Give him one game. Let's see what he does. He does one game. Come, I, I, I go home. I li- I watch the game on hockey TV, and I I call up Jordan. I'm like, the kid's hired. <laughs> right? Because he he, did, he didn't know the lingo. He didn't know hockey culture, really. Yeah. But he understood how the cadence should flow and everything. I said, this kid's got potential. And, and he's like, he's always so grateful. Like he was here yesterday. He was like fanboying out to Dan. (laughs) He was. And then when he met you, he's like, Oh, I can't believe he introduced me to those guys. I was like, Oh yeah, I know. (laughs) You know, I was like, these guys are major celebrities in the USPHL. (laughs) And, 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 you know, he, he loves Matt career. Right. And, and, and Matt's helped him along. And, and it's funny because he's like, this is what I want to do with my life. And I told him, I said, listen, my only requirement is one day when you're getting like broadcaster of the year on the ESPYs. You better say my name, or else I am going to get in my walker and come over and beat them, pus out of you. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I mean, like, he, and he's such a great kid. I mean, you know, he had three games to call yesterday. And I brought my car up here. The boys are on the bus and everything. And and so I woke up early and I drove him over because he's he's 16 years old. He's not comfortable driving in a new city. Yep. So I said, no problem, Connor. I got you, buddy. You know that's what we do.
1: That's it, and that's what it's all about, Lucas. I don't want to step on you. I'm so excited about <laughs> this conversation. I know I. Stopped well, I on. know Connor and I had such a great conversation
0: yesterday because he was kind of looking looking at our setup and, and the, what we had with the wireless mics and the in ring audio stuff. And he was kind of asking about. He was taking the initiative to ask, "How can we make our yeah. setup better? Like, what's the next tier that we could maybe jump to?" Yep. Right. And and taking that initiative, I think, just goes to show you that he is part of that that family culture. We talked a little bit about the the Trashers documentary. Yeah, how yeah. <laughs> how they managed to create really a, a family within only a couple of years, right? That strong connections. And it's happening here as well. And, and I think Connor's a huge example of that. And I, I got I got to agree. I think he is the right person for this job because just the way that it, asking questions and then listening to answers and trying and trying to figure things out, it's just absolutely fantastic. And I think we might even be trying to get out there. Uh, he, he asked me, would would you want to do color commentary? You know, because he's never had color commentary yeah, we, before. Yeah. And, I, and I, the way he asked it, I was like, I'll drive out to Worcester and do some kind of commentary. For you. Absolutely. I'll, I'll drop it. i and go
2: out there. I'll, I'll tell you what, you guys come out to Worcester. We'll, we'll put you up someplace nice too. <laughs> Worcester true. is the coolest downtown in the world. I mean, it's, it's just, it's this little community that uh, there's great foodie stuff. There there's, there's great things that have come there because Worcester is just this conglomeration of people. Um, and it's such an interesting little town. That's why guys, I mean, I had a guy this year, Nolan Huss, right now. He's, he's injured right now. He, uh, he, he broke his jaw at, at helping out of the youth practice. And that's the thing. Worcester Youth Hockey Association, all the guys um, from the team are on the ice with the youth, yeah. right? They're, they're all giving back. And we don't ask them to. We just say, hey, if you want to, you can. And it's not like they're out there just skating, like throwing pucks against the wall. They're literally helping these kids. And Nolan took it a step too far and went behind the net while they were shooting in the high school team. Mm-hmm. And he was wearing his visor and he took a puck right to the jaw.
3: Oh, no. um, he'll
2: be back in like six weeks. But when, when he was first looking to sign there, there were other teams that wanted him to sign. Um, I won't mention names, um, but you know, um, they might run with Felito Kerake,
3: Um and,
2: um, and, and, you know, Hey Kenny, how you doing bud? Um <laughs> And, and the thing is, like, you know, he was talking to them on his way into the rink. Yeah. He hung up the phone. He's like, yeah, that was, that was Toledo Cherokee. <laughs> and, and, you know, he, once he came to the rink, he saw our locker room. He met Jordan. He kind of got the community feel. He signed. Yeah. Right. Um, and, and it's no, it's no knock on the Cherokee, right? If, if any player is not going to sign with me and they're going to just sign with Kenny. I mean, I model myself after Kenny. Yeah. So mad respect towards that guy. Honestly, our entire division is a lot of owners that I really look to for advice along the way because, you know, once in a while we all get a little lost. I mean, sure. Justin Quinville uh, always answers the phone when I call.
3: Him, yeah.
1: Right?
2: Yeah. Rammer always has a great chirp for me, <laughs> you know, and, and, and it's, it's funny because, you know, he's, we, we just, we laugh and get along. Mm. Um, and, and it's, it's really a good time it's a good group of people. Yeah. Um, and, and that's the thing. Like, it's like, hey, if a kid isn't signing with Kenny and he's signing with me, I think Kenny's okay with that. As a matter of fact, we talk about it. Yeah. And then I know if a kid doesn't sign with me and he signs with Kenny, hey, I get it. Yep. You know that worked for you. It's okay.
3: Yeah,
0: right. Sure. So yeah. Now you. So you talk about obviously the the player culture, culture yeah. in the locker room. Let's talk about the fans. Yeah. The fan culture, right? Because there are a lot of people who we encounter who say that you know it, it, it can't be done. Right for junior hockey. You can't get the you can't get you know, gate every night. You can't get a, a loyal fan base. You can't build that community. It's not worth trying because, you know, there's either, oh, there's too many teams in the area, right? Well, you know, in, in Ohio, yeah. you've got, team, you got the same teams going after the same kids, right? So then yep. you've still got that little bit extra there. Talk about how you guys have been able to not just, as Dan said, regrow this team, but keep that culture, get the fans in the building. How have you managed that? Well, um,
2: you know, our big push is uh, Worcester is a community that that wants – Worcester doesn't need winners. Worcester wants grit. Worcester wants a show. Worcester wants um, – they want to see hockey. They And they want to know that people are there for the community, right? So um, a lot of the things that we do, I mean, we, we promote a lot, Facebook, Instagram, all that stuff. Um, we've fallen a little off this year, but we're ramping it back up. And and you know we offer our promotional nights, right? We do a lot for charity in the area. Um, we we have promotional nights coming up. We we do our our letter Kenny and Valentine's Day night every year around Valentine's Day, oh, right? Man. And we make those cool shirts and everything. Um and and you know during that we raise money, uh, for the uh, Wayne County Children's Home. Um we do our teddy bear Teddy Bear toss. Yeah. Um and and that that's that usually that raises money towards uh, uh, Wayne County Child and Family Services. Um, we do a Pucks for pause night. If you ever have Kenny Miller on, ask him about Pucks for pause night, right? Okay. Because I swear to God, he was going to kill me by the end of the game <laughs> because Tony Romani. Now, if you guys don't know Tony Romani, it's a name you need to write down. Number okay. 23, assistant captain all the Worcester Oilers. Tony is a Worcester guy. Um, and he's from Worcester. I've known Tony since he was 12 years old. All right. And, and, and I love the kid to death. My, him and my son are cut from the same cloth, which I'm not sure I'm happy about. <laughs> um, but Tony's just got one of those mouths that never stops working. You know, and and he's a he's a hard worker on and off the ice, but he's just one of those guys, right? He's like, uh, I uh, I mean, call him a Brad Marchand, right? I mean, he's <laughs> just he's always talking, right? He's always got some and and every one of his chirps is original and hilarious. The guy's going to be a stand-up if he wants to be. Yeah. So you know, his dog, like the dogs are there. Occasionally, you'd hear a bark, but the entire game, Pucks for Paws, we're raising money for the Wayne County um, Humane Society. There's this dog. Ruff, ruff, Right behind the Toledo bench the entire time, <laughs> and and everyone's like, "Is that Tony's dog?" And they're like, "Yeah, that's He's Tony's doing his dog." Job. And that's so like- I get on the mic as the announcer, and I'm like, "I'm like, guys, the dog is the same as the owner," <laughs> yeah. you know. And, and, and you know, people are laughing, we're having a good time. Um, you know, the GM of the rink, Seth Greenberg, yeah. right? If you don't know the name, Seth Greenberg, Seth Greenberg played for Mercyhurst back in the '80s when they won the national championship. Yeah. Great hockey player. Um, and Seth runs the rink. They're good friend of mine. And, and every time I say we're having Pucks for Paws, he gets so excited because he loves dogs, yeah. right? And we, we, we had, like, 20, 30 dogs there last time. Yeah. Um, we do, uh, every Christmas, we do Toys for Tots. Um, you know, we, we raised over $10,000 for different charities in the Worcester area last year. Um, every one of our players, and, and that's my focus, right? I would say people over profit. Yeah. Um, and and so, you know, yeah, we have player fees, you know, Premier is a pay to play league, mm-hmm. but those players fees don't go into my pocket yep. or if they do, they go there temporarily so I can pay for everything because <laughs> um, you have ice time, you have hotels, you have all that. And honestly, my thing is like, I don't just get the guy's pizza or like a loaf of bread and a jar of peanut butter. Yeah. Um, you know, last night they had Olive Garden catered after the game. Um, you know, we we try to give the players the best experience possible, and we try to invest everything that they're giving us into the team, right? So that I mean, that's our goal, and and to get fans in. To answer your question, Lucas is is really a matter of having these events and making people excited about coming to play hockey. Now, the funny thing about Worcester is when I do my game day programs, I have to put a whole page on the rules of hockey and what the ref is doing. Because nobody in Worcester actually understands hockey, right? Um, but they're learning. And, and that's the only way we can push ice culture forward in Ohio is we've got to start educating.
1: That's, I mean, he, a good friend of ours was the original director of marketing for the Nashville Predators yeah. they, when they launched. And they had to go around town and drop flyers in people's mailboxes with the rules to the game, why they should come out and watch. And it's what started them putting country bands playing during the intermission. right? Yep. They needed a reason to get people in the barn and to get people in the house. And you look at that type of culture and just what it does for a community, right? It ties people together. It gives everyone a place to come rather than your local bar. Now you're going to your local
2: rink. Right? Yeah, you're going to your local rink. Our rink does not serve alcohol. Um, where we're on school grounds, but I don't yes. check cops on the way in. Uh, <laughs> we, we actually we toyed with the idea of having a promotional night that was uh, um, bring your thermos to the rink night. Like, nothing like going to a hockey game with some good old hot chocolate. Um, but I was like, ah, I feel like we're opening ourselves up to yeah, liability no, like, there. You
1: know? <laughs> that's the attorney Yeah, Yeah, man, I that's...
2: mean, it, at some point, I have to have self-preservation. Yes. You know, so I, I had to kick it on
1: on that one. I love it. And, and you know, you look at this organization from top to the bottom, the family feel, the, the ability to invest wisely, right? To, yeah. to take this and invest it in the player experience. For a parent and player at home, I mean, we talked about this tier three level. So many times, uh, I always am battling for this level. I mean, yeah. Especially this USPH Elite Premier brand. You look at how it's done. When there's guys like you doing it, it's being done right. Why is that investment worth it? Like, if I'm a parent, why should I invest in hockey? Why am I not just skipping over this all, sending my kid to school, and maybe just moving on?
2: So, so one of the biggest problems, so, let let le- I gotta tell you the story, I gotta tell you my story a little it's bit. A so um so my story, um, I grew up in Lodi, Ohio, which is just north of Worcester. Yeah. Um I was blue collar family. Um I, I grew up in I didn't grow up in the trailer park, I was in the house next to the trailer park, right? Um the guys will tell you like during during the season, like you'll see me roll up to the game on my motorcycle. I learned to work on Harleys by guys who had just gotten out of jail. Right. And, and, you know, I've rebuilt 77, a 77 shovel head. Right. Um, you know, so, so like, you know, that's, that's kind of my background. Right. And, and so when we get into, um, when, when I got into school, right, I wasn't planning to go to undergrad, right. Um, poor white trash, we go to the military. That's the, that's the rule. Um, and, um, I ended up in undergrad. I I ended up doing well in the ACTs. Apparently, I was an underachiever in high school, I, but I was I still had a brain. That's what they found <laughs> out in those damn standardized tests. And and so they're like, you got to go to college. And I'm like, yeah. oh, I guess I do. Um. And so I went to college. I changed my major six times. It took me six years to get through undergrad. Right. Um. And and it's not like I wasn't a driven person or an intelligent person. Yeah. I just had no idea what I wanted to do because we live in a society in the United States where. Um, we coddle you for 18 years and then one morning you wake up and like, Hey, what do you want to do for Shut the rest of your life? I know <laughs> yep. we haven't exposed you to anything yeah. or made you solve your own problems in life, but yep. what do you want to do with the rest of it? It's time to be an adult. Right oh, yeah. and, and if you don't decide right now, we're going to call you a loser, yep. right? It's not fair. Yeah. It's not fair because a lot of kids now aren't getting life experience early on. I mean, you can say it's a change in society. You can say people are soft all you want. I think people are just people and parents want to give their kids the best life that they can, Right. So that being said, these guys, a lot of the guys need a couple of years to just develop, right? Whether it's in hockey and going to college or it's figuring out what they want to do or it's pulling out one more year of competitiveness out of the game, right? So why should you invest in junior hockey? The reason you should invest in junior hockey is that that's much better than investing in a year of school where someone's going to party and drop out while they're, you know, they're majoring in underwater basket weaving or something, right? I would rather my son... Um, you know, whether my son plays junior hockey or not, and I'm going to say it now, anyone can go back to this clip. I'm going to say it now. I did not buy a junior hockey team so that my son can play. Yeah. My son, I, Jordan knows this. Everyone knows this. If he's ever going to play junior hockey, he has to earn his way on the team. And quite frankly, I might send him up to Kenny,
3: you know, <laughs> yeah.
2: um, I think he'd fit Kenny's profile a little better than mine. <laughs> um, you know, but, but that being said, um, you know, um, uh, Junior hockey is about developing to that next level, and yeah. yes, the USPA is the best road to college, but I think it's also the best road for life. Yeah. Right? Our goal, what what my goal is as an owner, is to develop these guys to be the best people they can be, mm-hmm. um, whatever that is. Yeah. Right? I have guys that have told me I want to go to the military, okay. so I say, well, why not go? You know, Annapolis, West Point, the Air Force Academy—they all have ACHA teams. Yeah. Right. Why not pull some more years yeah. out of the game? You know, oh, i never thought of that. Mm-hmm. Or I have guys that, that say, you know, I, I, I had a guy yesterday. He said, well, I want to I study um, uh, aer- aeronautical engineering, yeah. right? And I said, great. What's your ACT score? He said, 19. I said, not good enough.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Get
2: back to it. He's like, what would you score on the ACT? I said, 31. It's the only reason I got into college, kiddo. Yeah. So get to work, yep. right? Buckle down and do it. If that's your goal, then you need to do it. Um, and, and we'll give you whatever tools you need to make that happen. Um, and then I have other guys that are like, you know what? I don't quite know. I'm just taking it one day at a time. Um, a lot of those guys are actually working, spending their own money. I mean, there's, there's a lot I do for players where, you know, they'll come in and and they're literally handing me their paycheck to try to, and, and, you know, I work with them because my, my guys, my, my philosophy is always, I'm honest with you. You're honest with me. If something's happened, you need a little extra time. It's Um, you know, and, and, and so the reason parents should invest in junior hockey if their kid if their child can play here it is just to give them the experience i I don't understand guys unless their whole goal is to just go to a college right yep um yep. who live at home and play junior hockey right part of it is moving away into a safe environment where it's not consequence free but there's at least the safety net there um and that's what we try to provide right we want these guys to develop the right way as people and as players
3: i
1: I knew there was a reason why I liked you. Because we're the same person. You look at Lucas and I have worked together since we're in seventh Yeah. And Lucas has watched me in high school, not not put the uh, pedal to the metal. School, <laughs> I uh, I made it through a lot of classes cheating off of Lucas throughout school, throughout, <laughs> high, school, throughout <laughs> high school, throughout middle school. And my I was told he, he's lucky to, that his last name comes after mine, so Dennis, he can sit the the back. Medic. No
2: offense, but you kinda still are. I
1: still am <laughs> That's where the funniest statement was. In 10th grade, I'm, I'm, I've got a 50 in my history class. I'm not showing up with homework. I'm not doing anything right. I'm just not putting my medal. I'm, yep. I'm a baseball player. I'm a baseball player. I'm a baseball player. I see yep. a future in it. I'm good. I know I'm better than most of the guys I'm playing against at this point in my life. I can see that. And I didn't put the, the mentality to, hey, I need to actually pass. So I start cheating off Lucas. And my mother has a conversation. with me. She sits me down. She goes, do you think you'll be able to cheat? Off of Lucas for the rest of your life? The answer is yes. <laughs> <I do. laughs> but, but that's not everyone's path. But you look at it, I, I went to four colleges. Yep. I have three degrees from four colleges. Yep. I originally went, it was baseball. That's what I was majoring in. Yep. I, when I went to school, didn't work out in the first semester, it wasn't the place for me. I was going to have the red shirt. All these things pop up, all these red flags that I didn't see coming because all I put was my head on baseball. Yep. I was going to direct movies at that point. That would have been terrible. It was a horrible movie schedule. <laughs> I go, I get an associate's degree. I'm thinking I'm going to be a teacher. Now I'm a teacher, right? And now I'm only two years in the school. I'm two years in. I am money in the bag. I, I luckily had a scholarship the first go around, but now I'm money in the bag for an associate's degree. And I'm on my second career path. Yeah. Go to my next school. Now I'm a sports broadcaster. I want to get into sports broadcasting. Now I'm getting my bachelor's degree in sports broadcasting, my third career. Then I realized, man, I just got 70 rejection letters. This is a tough industry to get into. So I go get a master's at a new institution. Yeah. And now I'm going to be a business major. I'm going to be in business. I'm yeah. going to go. I'm gonna go. So I had four career paths in five years, yeah. right? And I got the degrees. I put the pedal to the metal when I got to college. I put my head to it. But you look at that. Junior hockey is in those years. Yeah. Instead of me bouncing around, throwing money against the wall that I'm not going to go through, yeah. I could have been... Figuring myself out in a great place like Worcester, well,
2: and, and 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 that brings me to a player, right? Colby Slate, right? Uh, twenty eight on on Worcester. He's a twenty year old. Um, Colby played for the Mavericks for a year and a half. Got traded up to Worcester last year, and then at the end of last year, you know, Colby and I, you know, he he's a good kid, right? Yeah. We just he he's a hard worker, good kid, um, nice nice defensive forward, right? Um, and you know, good energy guy, and you know, him and I would talk over the offseason. Not because I was trying to recruit him, but because he's Colby, right? Yeah, I mean, and, yeah. and he said to me at one point, he texted me one night, and he's like, I, I'm, I don't know if I want to play or not. I'm worried. I said, dude, do what's good for you. Colby has his path mapped out for him. He's already two years, almost three years into college already. Um, he's going to get his PhD in physical therapy, yeah. right? He's going to Ohio State. Yeah. Um, and and he, he said, well, what do you think? And I said, do you want owner advice or you want dad advice? Right, because I get I get accused sometimes of mixing the two. So I, I he's like I want I want dad advice, and I said, I'm 42 years old. I look back on my life, and I the only regret I have is that I didn't have more children. But now I have 28 new ones coming in every year. Um, and and I said, you have the rest of your life to be an adult. You have one more year to play junior. High. That's what I tell you is your dad. And his dad, Brian, called me and he's like, Thank you. Yep. Thank you. I told him the same thing, but you know, as a dad, sometimes your kids are like, ah, that's his dad. He doesn't know what he's talking that's about. Cool. Um, but when they hear it from other people, you know, then they and and you know, Colby's playing for us. He's having the time of his life. I mean, we, we have had a rough start to the beginning of the season, no doubt. But today, honestly, I'm on it right now. Today breaks. Today is something something like a pressure relief valve came off last night when Nate Need said scored. All of a sudden, like, everyone went insane, right? Because that and I said to Nate, I said, thanks for finally showing up, buddy, yeah. you know, um, because it, he's been dry this yeah. year up to this point. And, and all of a sudden, like, things started clicking. And yeah, we ultimately lost our game against MJDP last night, but but quite frankly, like, it was the most competitive game we've played. The, the boys, I tell them all the time, I'm like, you have the talent. You have the grit, right? The team is here. You've just got to believe it. Yeah. Right? And, and, and that's the thing. Like, so during that down period, right? I mean, we just, we just dropped a game. It was a heartbreaker um, Colby's, uh, my billet, he, he lives with me and I'm sitting on my back porch, um, having a drink. Let's say it's water. All right. Let's say it's water. that's making me feel better that's about it, the that's day. It. And, and Colby comes out and I, I got like a little fire pit on my porch. Um, don't, don't overplay it. It's like a wood deck in the country. Like, I'm yeah, I'm not a rich man. I'm yeah. No, I'm, right I'm not now. John Schwartz. Um, and, 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 you know, so the thing is, is that, um, Colby comes in and he sits down and I look at him and I was like, not a good time to talk, Colbs. Because, you know, guys, show me a good loser. I'll show you a loser. You know, and, and, you know, I take this as I live and die with these boys. I take it just as hard as they do. I don't blame them. I don't hate them. Sometimes I worry about coming to showcases and stuff because I think they put too much pressure on themselves when I'm around. And I'm like, guys, I just want you to love the game. Right. Be competitive. Love the game. Sometimes you're going to get speed bagged. You know, yeah. it's it's okay. Everyone does. Everyone goes through it at one point or another. Yeah. Um, and and he sits down. I was like, not a good time. And he's like, well, I just want to say one thing. And I was like, okay. He's like, this is my third year in junior hockey. He said, I am so happy for being here. He said, I would rather. He's like, don't get me wrong. I want to win. Yeah. Right. He's like, but I would rather lose on this team than win on any other. He's like, and 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 honestly, like I and I'm not, I'm not. Too much of a man to admit that it brought a tear to my eye. I got choked up and I kicked him the hell off of my porch we didn't need to see what was coming. And 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 honestly, it, it it reinvigorated me. It gave me it gave me hope. It gave me um, uh, energy, you know, to keep moving on. And and that's the thing. Like these boys, they helped me as much as I helped them. Um, and and every one of them, I love them all to death. I mean, we we had a series of bad luck. Um, at the beginning of the season. I can't even go into a lot of it. But, you know, um, the biggest hit was, you know, Jake Lemaster. Jake, Jake Lemaster, uh, he's number 97. Yep. He's one of our wingers. Um, great kid. Great kid. Um, beast in the weight room. I mean, absolute beast, right? 5'10", um, 190, he's got to be muscle. It's 100% muscle. I <laughs> I would be afraid of getting hit by this kid. Um, and, you know, his, uh, his dad, Mark. No. He's a really great guy. And he got COVID, got complicated by pneumonia. um, And he was on a ventilator for a long time. And Jake, you know, Jake's mom asked him to stay in Worcester. And and Jake and I became pretty close um, through that process because I was also very tight with my father. And, um, you know, so the moment came and and his father ultimately passed away uh, about a month ago. Um, And that's part of the reason I did come to the showcase is while we were doing prospect skates this year. All three of us, Mark was a great guy. He was awesome. And all three of us were laughing and planning, um, how, uh, how much fun we were going to have at the showcases together. Yep. And, and so a couple dads came up and we made sure to uh, raise a toast to Mark. Um, and, you know, the, the most powerful thing that happened this season is that I said, Hey guys, you know, we're going to skip practice this day and go to Jake's dad's funeral. Yeah. Not a single guy said I got to work. Not to say, absolutely, absolutely. Luke Bell, who couldn't call off a of work, quit his job, got on the bus. He's like, no way is anyone yeah, stopping not. me from this. And it wasn't mandated. It wasn't a team mm-hmm. thing. But they honestly are there. And and you know, we there was a group of us sitting there last night after I lost MKDP, and I just I sit and listen to boys talk. Yeah. Right? For some reason, they sit or they sit down and they start talking. I'm just quiet. It's one of the few times I am quiet then. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh. You know, they're sitting there talking and they're talking about like this change in momentum. And Nate, Nate Needs said, he he started the conversation and Tony Romani picked it up and AJ Candle came in there at the end. And it's like every single thing we've faced this year to date, instead of fracturing, we pulled together tighter to the point where we are shoulder to shoulder, circling the wagons and we're ready to compete. And, and, and you know what, that attitude, that mentality is what we want to listen, Right. I mean, you're going to have good years. You're going to have bad years. Um, in in Ohio, in an Ohio division
3: where there are four junior
2: hockey teams, um, you know, you're, every team's going to have their ups and downs as things go on. But you know what? The, the most important thing that these guys got up a lot of this is the experience. And yeah, part of the experience is winning, and you're going to have your good years. You're going to have your bad years, but it's also the experience of
3: growing and developing as a person. That's that we're all there for. That. And and you look at it, I mean,
1: you, you deal with loss, right? And we all deal with loss differently. And Absolutely. That is what makes sports so great. Absolutely. I, I, I lost my father while I was playing college baseball. Mm-hmm. I was the, the day it happened. I walked downstairs. The news gets broken. I was I was scheduled to start that day. Yeah, scheduled to start in the I looked at everybody. <clears throat> I didn't know what to do. I just ran to the ran to the locker room. I got yeah. in a car, drove. I'd wound up pitching eleven innings that day. Yeah. We play I every time my coach tried to pull me out I threw hundred ninety five pitches in this game, it was still the most pitches ever thrown in our division in junior college baseball. He tried to pull me out, he's a former Vietnam vet. He would look he would look at me and go, You're done. If you throw one oh five, you're done. Next thing you throw one twenty, you're done. And I looked at him, I said, Come blank. Yet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and his son was our hitting coach and he's like, Nobody has ever talked to my father <laughs> like that in my entire life. And you get this there's this this feeling that I didn't know where to go, right? I, yeah. And you went to your team, you went to your teammates, you went to yeah. your coaches, you went to that's where you, you hide and, out, right? And, that's and, where you yep. find
2: it. And, and Jake came back as soon as he could. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's got his mom and his two sisters, um, so he wanted to be there for them, but then I think his mom kicked him out. Um, cause she, she was talking to me and she's like, I'm sending Jake back to Lister. And I was like, good. We miss him. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. and, and you know, that's, that's the thing, you know, I mean, it, it's, it's, I told him at the end of it, I said, your dad, your dad was a good man. Yeah. Um, and I gotta take some time on this. Sorry, Dan. <laughs> yeah, I can't talk about yeah, yeah, <H3> that. I, I, uh, I, I bust down on this because, um, um, I told him, I said, your dad's a good man. Your yeah. dad was a good man. And and he raised a fine son. I said, and, and Jake. I can't give you, I can't make you feel better because you know, situations like this, they suck. Yeah. Part of life is embracing that suck and understanding that the good and bad is what makes our experience. Um, I said, all I can do is offer you the best I can do in his stead. I said, so if you need anything, anything, you let me know. And, and, you know, the first game out, I said to, uh, I was sitting there next to my wife, and she's like, is Jake back in the lineup? And I said, yeah. And I said, I wouldn't want to be the first guy Jake hits. Nope. You no. know? And he wore his dad's old um shoulder pads from the nineteen seventies oh, <laughs> or eighties or whatever. Um and 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 uh he came out and he just blew I forget who it was, but he blew him up. Yeah. Um and it was a clean hit. It was a you yeah. know, but it's like, man, I mean, and he has been lightning ever since. Um just every game, everything he does. And, and, you know, I mean, we've had a few heartbreakers. Um, but at the same time, you know, that, that kid's working. Um, every one of the guys is working and, and you can't ask for any more. Yeah. As an owner, as a coach, um, sometimes you're just gonna have bad bounces. Sometimes you're gonna just get speedbagged, but it's the beginning of the season. There's still 30 games to go. Yeah. And, and as long as these guys remain tight, they're gonna have a great experience. They're gonna have a good year.
1: And it's about playing with purpose, man. And that's yeah, what absolutely. that's what you do in those moments. You play with yep. purpose. That's you gotta put your mind on something. Oh, yeah. it's, it's great to see it. And it's great that you know, it's great to have people like yourself in this industry that are doing Excellent. it for the right reasons who are here and you're not just you're not a money maker, right? You're not sitting here, you're not you not JP money bags, you're not walking out of the no. rink every day with no. satchels full of bills. No, right? No. You are bills in a different sense. That's what you're paying. And it's yeah. like I love it. Lucas, do you have anything else for for Marty before we get to close here? I
0: I think the one thing that resonates with me the most is, so I, when I got out of college, I was a high school teacher for a few years. Um, Now I've shifted over to the private sector as a, as a tutor, Mm -hmm. college advisor, prepping kids for college. Um, And one of the biggest things in the last couple of years is this idea that you don't need to go right to college. Dan and I both did. I make the argument that I probably could have used a year or two. Yep. You could have said you could have used a year or two as well. Some of my best friends took that year or two, and mm-hmm. they were better off for it. And one of the things that I've been talking to a lot of parents about, especially during COVID, you know, I had I had a family that I've worked with, um, all of the all of the children. I'm on the last last kid now. Uh, I've, I've worked with all three of them now. I'm on number four, and they looked at me and they said, "They said, well, what do we? We don't know if we want to send them to college during COVID. Are they going to get the same experience?" And they asked me the same thing, like, what do you think? I was like, Well, do you want like advisor or do you want like what would I do? Yeah. And I told them, you know, there is nothing wrong with taking a gap year. There yeah. is nothing, there's there's the same thing you guys you talk about, and that's why I wanted to bring up a, a great point, is you guys as an organization are not, as much as it is important, cradle to college and college being the, the next step, yep. it is not the end-all-be-all. All. No. There are gonna be some players that that go, there are gonna be some players that don't, there are gonna be some players that wait. I love that you were able to give them that advice to say, you know, get one more year to your hockey and then you can go. Yeah. Because you look at the landscape nowadays and, you know, you realize not just kids who maybe aren't ready for it, mm-hmm. but you look at the student debt crisis, all yeah. that money that's being, it's holding down an entire generation of yeah. young people. And it's so important to have people like yourself in positions of authority, giving real advice. Yeah. Looking at these kids, considering what's best for them, not what looks best for your organization's commitment roster, not what looks best for your 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 statistics, right, yeah. and your advertisements. It's what's best for all of these kids. And so I can tell you that as an educator, as an advisor, someone who's been in this world and has seen how cutthroat it is, yeah. it's it's fantastic to have people like yourself on, call it the, I'll call it the winning side right now, because yeah. it's... That is the way that the whole system needs to move to. So I just wanted to to bring up that the more clubs like the more people like yourself, the more clubs like Worcester who are doing it the right way, these are the clubs that we talk about trust all the time in the NK show. Hire people you trust.
3: You bring in a guy
0: like Connor to evaluate it, right? He does a good job, he shows you he can do it, you trust him to do the right thing, right? Absolutely. You surround yourself with people you can trust, you go to organizations you can trust. And in the junior hockey world, in all honesty, can sometimes be filled with a lot of people who you can't trust, yeah. <laughs> right? It is, it is good to have organizations and people like yourself who are, who are doing it the right way. Well, thanks.
2: Thanks. I, I appreciate it, guys. And, and like I said, my, my goal for the, for the team long term, I mean, it, do I want a national championship? Yeah. I also play in a division with Metro. <laughs> um, and 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 you know what? But but one day we're gonna get their number. Yep. Every year is not another opportunity to succeed. Yep. Every every single game, everything th- that we do. Yep. And and you know if if I can bring these guys a better life, that's what we're gonna do. Um, and and that's the way we're gonna be. We're 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 always gonna be the best looking team on the ice. Yep. We're always going to be the the um. We're always gonna give the best look to our guys. We're always gonna make them feel like they were a part of something. You know, um, because at the end of the day, like family is not the people you're born with. It's who you choose in your life. And, and, and I tell the boys, I'm like, you know, it's, it's all about the whole experience. Take it all in because you're going to wake up one morning and you're going to be middle aged with two kids and a dog, right. you know, or whatever. And, and, you know, or you're going to be laying there at the end of your life. And the only thing you're going to have is your stories. And you're gonna be like, oh man, let me tell you about this crazy USP owner I used to play for. <laughs> yeah, you know, this guy was nuts. Yep. And 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 you know what? That's fine. I'm proud of that. Yeah. Um, and 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 they they said uh, um, Neil Adams yesterday. I, I made a I I chirped him about something, and he laughed at me. And I said, hey, my goal is to be the best and craziest USPHL owner there is in Premier. Yep. like that. And Neil's and Neil looks at me, and, and honestly, high compliments. He's like Marty. You already hit, both. Yeah. <laughs> you know. And, and I said, "Buddy, you ain't seen nothing yet. No, you just right wait, on. you know." Um, so, so yeah, yeah I, I, we're always going to have a good time because yeah. the second it stops to be fun, there's no point in doing it. 100%. You know,
1: yeah. Gentlemen, when we hit our parting words. We got to get Marty to his game. We got to get on our pregame show. Lucas, parting words. He never had any. So he, he's, he, doesn't he doesn't like doing parting words. He doesn't like talking. He doesn't like when things end. But Marty, your parting words this week for the, the folks listening at, uh, about Worcester and just everything. My parting words for the week is, is you know, watch watch Worcester.
2: Watch yeah. how we grow. Watch what we're going to do. Um, I can't guarantee you it's always going to be fantastic, but I'm always going to try to make it epic. Yeah. Because those are the best stories.
3: Absolutely.
2: You know, you know what the best story is, Dan? What? A comeback story.
1: Ted Lasso. And you know what? My parting words this week, I went to Ted, okay? You, you mentioned that the boys are calling you Ted, so in honor of the boys in Worcester there, if you're comfortable... While you're doing it, you're probably doing it wrong. Absolutely. That's the the answer right there. And it's never comfortable to rebrand, to regrow, to revamp and do all this. And it's never comfortable in the junior hockey world. We're always trying to battle through the incredible work being done in Worcester. Stay tuned, folks. I can guarantee you right now the Oilers. We call it the hashtag Dan K. Bump. And that's what they got right now. I can't wait to see them. Remember, Oilers fans were listening to vote starting Thanksgiving Day through New Year's Eve. You can vote for the Hashtag Holiday Follow Challenge. The winners will have two this year. Get a free trip and a day of coverage. Broadcast the whole works from the Dan K. Show starting in the new year. We'll come out. We'll throw t-shirts at you guys. We'll do it all. What you have to do starting Thanksgiving Day, we'll send out posts. We'll remind you. You send to us Hashtag Holiday Follow Challenge with at Worcester Oilers. You let us know you want us to go to Wooster. I said Wooster. Worcester. and I'm I'm leaving that in. Darn it! Darn it! (laughs) Let us know. We'll get out there and we will come cover your squad. Get to vote and start Thanksgiving Day. Also, folks, we have an incredible cause going on right now with that Holiday Follow Challenge. Released today from Wingman Sport Corporation. We have our ugly sweater, Dan K. Show Uni. You can buy that. Proceeds will go to St. Jude's. And also... You'll get three votes for the uh, Holiday Follow Challenge. So you get three extra votes. Those are important. Get those jerseys. Send us in those pictures of you and your Dan K. Show digs. When Dan Kay's on a mic, it's always hockey night. Thank you to Remastered sleep RemasteredSleep.com. Stop snoring with just a sip. Dan K. Show 10 at checkout for 10% off your next order. Yes, it's a water bottle that can stop you from snoring. It worked for Lucas. It can work for you. Head there now. Elite Junior Profiles. Take your recruiting profile to the next level with EliteJRProfiles.com. Get your disc enhanced profile today. Tell them Dan K sent you. Take your recruiting profile to the next level. We also want to thank the folks at Wingman Sport Corporation, our apparel provider. They just Jason Clark. He led the world in penalty minutes when he played, and now he's leading the world in apparel minutes because this guy gets the job done. Thank you to the USPHL, the premier playing experience in junior hockey. When Dan Kay's on the mic, it's always happening.